0: A very special thanks to our friends at ChannelFireball.com and, of course, Milwaukee Magic Cards and Games.
1: This podcast contains language and adult humor which may be unsuitable for some audiences. Children, get your parents' permission before listening to Man Podcast. Be prepared for pure, unadulterated awesomeness. You have been warned.
2: Are you ready... ready? you
3: really ready? And you
4: dig it. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night.
2: What's happening, man? What's happening?
4: Playing the murder we the eastern third of the nation is being committed by creatures
2: who feast upon the flesh of
0: their business. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Hail to the king, baby. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 28 of Mana Screwed. I am Tangent. With me, as always, is Roberto. Good evening, everybody. And joining us, a special guest tonight, we have... The most hated man in magic, Jack from Monday Night Magic.
3: And it's it's very very true. So good night everybody. I'm <laughs> going. <laughs> no, I couldn't do that to you guys. That that would just be rude. But yeah, hey everybody, it's it's good to be back on the the broadcast. It's right. like to call it because you guys are very broy and
0: homie. I that, like it. That's awesome, man. I'm glad to have you back on for sure. I think we, we could be interrupted by another guest at some point in time, and, of course, we have our silent stalker. But, you know, aside from that, we have some uh, magic news and events and some really amazing things to cover. So let's go ahead and leave Roberto to the to opening this up for us.
4: Okay, well, if you've been on Twitter lately and been paying attention, uh, there have been a couple of uh, things brought up about the length of time GPs take. And uh, Danger Awesome uh, retweeted a tweet earlier from, oh, I forget his name, apologize, uh, saying that the amount of times that rounds should take should be shortened. And being that I was at a GP and seeing that my rounds would take 30 minutes for three games, you know, even ones that would go to, you know, low life totals, I am in full compliance to the fact that there might need to be a change in it because with the amount of players at tournaments and rounds going you know ten rounds in day one and they start at noon, you know these evenings don't end till eleven, eleven, thirty, twelve o'clock at night, and you know you were at you know you were at um Portland and the wait in between rounds and the stuff that killed you. Yeah, I what, think it's kind of crazy.
0: I was going to ask you about that uh, when you were at Grand Prix Toronto. I heard it was a really well run and one. Uh, I heard that in spite of the facilities, the tournament itself was actually organized very well and run very well. Uh,
4: how were was the length of time in between rounds? Mm, I can't. I probably can't say more than. Well, the problem is, is because I'd get done so fast. I would say probably no more than twenty twenty some odd minutes in between rounds. Long enough to get everybody back together, discuss what happened, see how it went, had a few minutes to make sure that uh, Scotty, Scotty Mack's kid wasn't, you know, trading away the whole binder for nothing. <laughs> and actually, he was trading away his binder and getting, you know, doing a little John Medina. But, you know, he, yeah, it was like that. It really, I felt it was like 20 minutes probably between rounds. The As things went along, actually, it seemed to get a little more delayed, but... I don't know. Maybe that's just me.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess our worst rounds were were in the very beginning. The one thing I would say is, if there's any way to tighten up the amount of time in between rounds, that would be nice. But I know that has a lot to do with uh, people's decks getting checked and having, you know, miss. Uh, like I don't know. You know, the, the people people were like. Not doing their forms, their sheets correctly, and, uh, their decks weren't adding up, they had inaccurate cards, and whatever. There was just so many issues that were coming up, and then, and then that, and then deck checks, and people getting pulled away because their decks weren't correct. Um, it just seems to me that, that there was, there was a lot of time in between rounds, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I I think that that the length of the games it it, it pr- could depend on the format too. Like, I've heard a lot of scars games are actually going to time. I know that yours were quicker, but yes. I've heard that the scars games um, seem to be running longer.
4: So, mm. it's really a difficult opinion. Let me let me read you what uh, Danger Awesome wrote me in an email. He he wants to give it some background. He's from London, England, and it's a broad range of skill level. Uh, Significant players are either new or infrequent, some regulars as myself to one or two players, which would be a good bet to make the top eight of the UK PTQ. Uh, The drafts are supposed to start at 7, but we usually start drafting between 7.15 and 7.30. These events are currently untimed, and rounds will begin as soon as players are ready, which can often be over an hour. Uh... So often the regulars will pair the pods if they're in the play to save that he's playing in the save time. With all these opinions you should switch the time round say 50 minutes for three reasons. For one is that for the fact that people want to get done at a reasonable time and that's important and, it, and also the second one is not to wait indefinitely for the next round. Also, the room he's playing in is in a hotel, and they have lights dimmed at 11 p.m., which means if you're still playing, you must finish your game in the dark and in weeknights with the next day a two-bus journey home-wife with girlfriends and wives waiting for you. It's nice to finish at a a decent hour. Uh, He also said to better prepare new players for tournament play to being able to finish three games in their own time is a luxury players cannot get used to. Newer players cannot get used to. He says, playing at a reasonable place is part of the game and thus should be introduced at an early stage before players become accustomed to playing at what you or I judge as too slow of a pace. Um, let's see. You know, that's what it is. He says uh he's going to write a Star Cities article in the casual or other talent search category uh, article tomorrow. I don't know if he's going to discuss this, but that's something right there that, I think personally it is spot on. I mean, how many times have you seen, you know, at a release or a pre-release where the guy, the judge, isn't paying attention to the clock, and all suddenly fifty minutes turns into an hour and ten.
0: Yeah, Man. absolutely, dude. You know what I'm wondering? Yeah. I'm wondering how Big Head Joe feels about
4: this. I don't know.
1: I think it's a ter- I think it's a terrible idea. I have no <laughs> idea
4: what
1: you guys are talking about. Um, so actually. Um, I kind of know, what, I, I think I know what you're talking about, something about timed rounds. Uh, yes. I, I didn't, so I don't have quite an opinion on exactly what you were talking about, but might I say that the opposite uh, has happened to me before? Um, me and Joe were at a pre-release, and uh, it was a big, it was a regional pre-release. The round had ended early. So the judge just went ahead and started the next round and like we were out and about cuz we knew we had until this time. We show up on time and we turned out to be 5 minutes late and got game losses.
0: That's jacked up, but I think w- what this what this is about and I understand what you're saying because I always double check with the with the whoever the organizer is at the time to make sure that I have time to go take a piss or whatever I'm trying to do, but but uh and that's jacked up if they do that. The thing that's going on here is um there. Uh, people are. Are this is this being considered, Robert?
4: No. Okay. It's a debate that was brought up in Twitter only because the larger these tournaments are getting, and the more rounds they have to play, these hour-long rounds are getting ridiculous to start with. You know, you reduce the time to say even fifty, forty-five minutes over ten rounds think of the time you're saving in the day. now all suddenly when Conley was 9 and0 and they forced him to play the 10th game instead of rescheduling it for the morning like they planned to, but they wanted to get it in so bad so they could have all their computings done for the next day. So instead of playing that game at 11:30 at night, he could have been playing that game at say, I don't know 9:30.
0: Right, he's, he's he's the speculation or not speculation, but the uh, the debate on Twitter that he's referring to is uh, about shortening the length of games in major tournaments like GPs, for instance, where you might have ten rounds, and right. with with time in between rounds, you could be playing, uh, like for instance at GP Portland, that that uh, if they had played all ten rounds the first day, it would have gone till two o'clock in the morning.
1: Right. Well, I mean, you know, r- running a tournament sometimes can be a logistical nightmare. I-, I know that from running like 24 person events, let alone like running like 1000 million of people events. You
0: know? <laughs> That's true, man. Well, Jack, you know
1: what I mean? Oh, sorry.
0: Go ahead, man.
1: No, please, I don't want to talk that much this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just wanted to get Jack's opinion here, because he's on here. Do you have any opinion on this at all, since it is more mostly referring to major tournaments? Because I know you don't do a lot of major events.
3: Yeah, I mean, if the like rounds just start going over, just flip the table over and let the judge sort that out. I mean, that's really <laughs> the easiest solution to the problem, I think. But, you know, I mean, perhaps people will come up with much better ways
4: to manage their time. Well, just don't just don't play against Sato, and you're fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really.
4: That's some messed up shit right there.
1: Saito <laughs> <laughs> knows what the fuck Jace the Mind Sculptor does, alright? Yeah, That's really, exactly dude. Exactly what that shit does. I don't even want to talk about that. It makes me so mad. Dude, everything, <laughs> just
0: watching him is crazy, man. He just knows how to manipulate. That's what he is, man. He's not, a, He's not a magic player. He is a manipulator.
1: He is... Like, I mean, you know, I like to think of Pat Chapin as the mind sculptor, but maybe it's Saito.
0: It it could be, man. I mean, if he if he's not getting called on it enough, then, you know, I mean, who cares if the judge comes over and gives you a warning 50 times? It doesn't really matter unless you actually get disqualified, so.
1: Yeah. So we got some voyeurs going on tonight, huh? We got a voyeur <laughs> up in the house.
0: Yeah, we got we got some we got our uh our secret stalker in here and then we got, you know we got Jack pretty, joining us from Ma- Monday Night Magic.
1: Pretty young thing.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, no doubt. There
4: there was also another comment about this that uh uh Josh uh Josh J M T G brought up that he tweet tweeted about and he gave it to me in an email to concise it about complaining about how long GPs take that there's massive two day events and he talks about the first problem is buy for pros and pro players and ironically the thing about it is is he qualifies for a buy because his rating now is like eighteen fifty or whatever it is. So this actually would dis- this would actually hurt him, but he discussed it. Uh he doesn't care about uh This adds a round to the Swiss depending on the number of players and buy counts. I don't know what the best incentive for pros showing up is if they don't have buys. Maybe just awarding more money and pro points would be enough, but Wizards unlikely to greatly increase the cash payout besides the massive increase in player count. Uh, The second problem is that top eights add a full three rounds to the GP. The top eight makes for some drama with feature matches for point threshold, but isn't necessary anymore. His proposal would be announced a fixed number of Swiss rounds based on player count, There'll be no top eight and no buys. The payout would be strictly based on record with pro points and cash prizes for a specific point value. They could so, even have, so, go ahead.
1: Uh, so, what he's saying is that we need to have a major tournament and have a million people show up and then not declare a winner. No, <laughs> I think no, 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 I think he's trying to say no, points no, 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 no. end
0: up declaring the winner. Not the- based
1: on. Based on rating at the end of like 12 rounds, no I mean think about how many people are going to be like X1 and think okay. about mm-hmm. how many Go ahead. no no way.
4: Okay, but well, let me, let me finish out. He said the payout <laughs> would be strictly based on record with pro points and cash prizes. the event is 12 rounds. eight four would pay roughly a single pro point and a 100. 27 points would be three points and $300 with 12-0 playing for the massive, paying the massive prize.
0: Okay, hold on now. I, I just have to say. So you're saying, he's saying, and correct me if I just completely spaced off here, but um, he's saying payout, or pay out, but no top eight. So there is no top yeah. eight, right?
4: Yeah, so it's based so, on whoever has the best record at the end of the tournament at the end of, like, say, 12 rounds, would win it all.
0: Okay, now, as a, as a sports fan that you are, right, yeah. um, could, you, could you tell me how well the NFL season would be if after 16 weeks they just were like, who's in first place? Okay, you win. Who's in second place? Okay. I mean, that just isn't going to go over very well because these tournaments are so huge. Everyone, what, what do you look at when you look at a tournament? What do you care about? Everyone cares about the top eight. Half the time, you can't even find what happened beyond the top eight because the top eight is what's in the news. It's what's making the headlines. It's the matches you want to see. The top now, eight's vital. I mean, come on.
4: Now, 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 now. He talks about this. Okay. Feature matches, could, feature matches could be shown on the higher tables for people trying to go X0, X1 to try to make up the drama of missing the top eight. Gigi's Live has viewers all day, so it's clear that people do want to see these matches even if they're not in the top eight. By doing this, we dropped the the round count total by three or four. GPs have room to grow a little bit more without having to go to a third day.
0: Okay, so where can can anyone interested in this information find it, Robert?
4: Uh, Well, it's on Twitter under Josh's MTG, uh, Josh's J's MTG Uh uh, post today. He posts like six consecutive tweets based on it.
0: Why don't we see if we can get him to write something up and we can post it for him? So that way, you know, that way I have he doesn't
4: the email. But I don't know if 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 he you know wants us to put you know uh, the, the the thing up there for that. So well, we'll
0: figure it out. But anyway, so so it's it's kind of he's thought it out a lot and it's worth discussing. But I I don't know how well it worked personally. And I think I think Big Head Joe's right. I think it's it. it Saying it sounds more simple than it really would be in the long run.
4: Well, we but need you need drama. Right. I know you do. But, guys, you know, you're getting tournaments now that have 2,400 people in it. I mean, really. Great. I mean, it, it's going to get to the point of you're going to be, instead of Friday being the qualifier to get buys, Friday's going to be the start of the tournament. Great.
0: Okay, well, speaking of that, right, what do you guys think about those new online legacy decks that are coming out?
1: don't care <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I was just trying
0: to random segue so that uh you know we, we don't get tied up on this because as much as it sounds like this guy's thought about it, if you get us debating it i don't I don't want to tear apart the idea without truly you know thinking about it, but it Right now, it seems, it seems like a well thought out idea, but I still would question a lot of things about it. Let's put it that way.
4: Well, I'm just saying is that you know the the problem is is that you're you're gonna get, like I said we're gonna get to the point where it's gonna be there's gonna be a threshold for how many people a tournament can hold,
1: and we're gonna cross it. I think a third day is fine. You know, people are showing up on Thursdays to get their decks together, Fridays to try to grind in or, like, get buys. Fine. Start the tournament a day early. Have people have to show up Thursday to grind in. It's fine.
4: Yeah, well, people that work like Tangent couldn't make it then. <laughs> I would
0: I would take the day off to go there. Take if that a day was off. The case, man. You,
4: you, you got, like,
1: one or two Grand Prixs near you. You can make it to a year, maybe. Maybe. And, like... If you can, if you can get to them, if you really want to go, you're going to probably take that Friday off and get there.
4: Okay, I, I suppose you have a point, uh, Jack. Any thoughts on this? None
3: whatsoever. See, we
0: okay. put, we put Jack to sleep already. Uh, which is... I, I'm so apathetic about this, topic,
3: <laughs>
1: I just, I sincerely do not give a crap at all whatsoever. Yeah. Just like me with Legacy Online decks.
0: <laughs>
1: Jack, Jack yeah, I don't play Legacy.
0: Legacy. It was more of a joke. What was that, Roberto? Legacy. Jack yeah, plays Legacy. I,
3: I will say this, like, I. On the the MTGO and lawn thing, once again, this is something else that absolutely does not affect me at all whatsoever. So I do not care and la da da da. But I think it's really cool that Wizards of the Coast is trying to open up the format for people like this, especially in MTGO. Um, the decks are going to cost like roughly thirty bucks, which I mean, yeah, that's a chunk of change. But I mean, you can skip buying one of those dual decks for ones, can't you? Right, right.
0: Well, I mean, when you got cards in there that are worth close to that. Anyway, it's probably a pretty good value, but uh, I just don't. I don't play Legacy, so it's really not a big deal to me.
1: Did they post deck lists?
0: Yeah, they posted um, uh Like, one of them, like the white list, has like a Jitte G- in it, and uh, it just, I mean, that, there's, there's cards like that that people might buy them. Even if they don't want the Legacy, they might just buy them for EDH decks or whatever, so...
3: Yeah, well, I mean, the th- the problem with Legacy is, I mean, yeah, it's a very, very popular format, but it's also very hard for people to just, like, suddenly jump into and say, hey, I'm going to start playing Legacy now. Um, I know for me, like, I first started off playing Pox, and getting the stuff for it was a little difficult. So I think it's a very interesting way to let people just start approaching the format and uh gives them a good base to jump off from, kind of. But other than that, I don't care.
1: <laughs> you ever had a job you really loved but then there was like an aspect of it that like you were forced to tolerate like because it was part of your job
3: yeah I see my customers
1: naked yes
2: oh.
1: so, yeah I, I totally know where you're coming from on that well that's yeah. like me with legacy and running a podcast
0: <laughs> yeah the, you, do you do you have to, you don't have to talk about it that often though really right
1: not too often. I have a feeling that, like, I'll be. Uh, I mean, I, I, I feel like I need to start like reading up on it more and caring a little bit more about it. But uh, I don't know. I just have a feeling I can care about it a little bit more here. But I don't know. I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to be as open minded as I can.
0: Right. Yeah. I. You basically feel the same way I do. I should try and learn more about it and get get it to where I can actually have a conversation about it. But it's just. It's not, I mean, how many Pro Tours uh, worry about legacy formats, really? I mean, it just isn't, it isn't a huge factor in Magic. I mean, it's becoming bigger because of the, like, 5Ks and things, but it's just not that big of a deal.
1: The Star City Game Open Series has become a big tournament series. Oh, yeah. It's become a pretty valid thing. So, like you know legacy actually is a pretty you know valid part of our game now well it um, is now but just to, to me it feels like that it feels like vintage to me right it's like i do all my broken shit you do all your broken shit whoever did the most broken shit wins and that's like two formats in this in this game that we play right it's, it's, it, i don't know blah but i'm, I'm <laughs>
0: No, you're right, dude. That's exactly the way I feel about it. That's why I can't, I don't know. It's just, some people say it's fun, and people talk about, oh, yeah, well, if you don't have a lot of money, you can make this goblin deck. And it's like, yeah, but I know there are decks out there that can win on turn one. I don't think it's going to matter how many goblins you have in your hand at the time.
3: Right. That's an absolutely valid concern for both cases. Yeah, I mean, like, with Legacy, you either you do the broken shit or you run tons of disruption. And running tons of disruption can only get you so far in a tournament before you're going to have the broken shit hand your ass to you. Right. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I don't know. You know, it's just like, that's why I have issues with, like, trying to even attempting to play, like, EDH and things online, because it's like, you go into an EDH room online, and you try and do it, you try and do it the way that EDH is basically originally intended, it's like, a casual format, right? And you go in there and... But that's yeah, the right. way it was... That is the way it was intended to be, right? You're sitting around with your yeah, friends and absolutely. stuff. You're playing it casually. You go online, dude, and it's like... You, you can't do anything because everyone's using the most broken shit they possibly can, so...
3: And that's why you don't play EDH online because in real life you can introduce alcohol, which is a great leveling <laughs> to multi
1: magic. The reality of, of EDH is that it is officially a spiky format. And, like, and that's fine. Like, there's no problem with EDH being a spiky format. It's just that, you know, the players who think they want to, you know, run their casual, like, I don't know, let's say, Viashino EDH deck or something, <laughs> like, right. are going to be destroyed every game. And the, 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 the deal with it, you know, like I always say, stop bitching, start brewing. And that's right. kind of, like... Where EDH is more than ever is that like it, you just need to adapt and you need to build broken shit because or else you're just gonna be, you're gonna be like why am I playing this game I wanted to have fun and I'm not having any fun
0: <laughs> yeah man beat I agree
1: fucking game
0: right which just means now, you end that, up having two broken means, decks go ahead. oh I was just saying you end up having two broken decks battling each other and no one else wanting to play what were you saying Jack
3: well, I mean, yeah, that's that's absolutely right again, but you would be surprised at the crap you see that actually works in EDH. Um, when I was at the Charlotte 5K, uh, probably two or three weeks ago, one of the guys from Scrubland was there, and he was playing a tribal unicorn deck. And we were <laughs> that's awesome, I'm, I'm, I'm a, No, I'm totally <laughs> serious. And... We were playing in a side candy. event together, and <laughs> and he was doing the most damage at the table. That isn't until our combo often removed his library from the game. But right. I mean, all the same.
0: Still, he was <laughs> killing
3: people with unicorns. That's pretty amazing.
0: That is pretty awesome.
1: He's That's killing f- them with kindness. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah beats killing them uh. with goats.
0: That's cool, man. So, uh, Roberto, where were we heading from here?
4: Uh, I don't know. You completely lost me off track there. <laughs> you <laughs> know what unicorns. you should
1: do? You know what we can do is change of pace? You can put a banana in your ear.
4: That's a
0: great idea.
1: Never mind. It's, it's, from, the, <laughs> it's, from, it's from the Charlie the Unicorn video on YouTube. Oh, oh Okay. okay. <laughs> You know what I just saw for the first time like last week maybe maybe 2 weeks ago what's that Leroy Jenkins I swear to god I'd never seen that in <laughs>
0: Okay I yeah, I'm behind on on uh this pop culture reference what's Leroy Jenkins
1: These guys in World of Warcraft and they're all like setting up the Fight this invincible thing, right? And like, and they're like, they're sitting there, like, okay, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do this, and this one guy's like, all right, time's up, Leroy Janger, and runs into the room and just ruins their whole plan, and they all die in That's like five awesome. seconds. It's like the funniest thing ever.
0: Sounds like South Park episode or something.
1: Yeah, I've never seen the World of Warcraft South Park, but it's supposed to be great.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same thing, dude. They just keep, like, there's this big guy who just keeps killing them constantly, and no matter how much they play, he just kills them over and over and over again. So, but he doesn't say Leroy Jenkins, and that would probably add to the show quite a bit. Yeah. So, uh yeah. So that was that was it, Robert. Did I, did I throw you so far off track that you just have derailed completely?
4: Made me lose everything I was thinking of now. Now there was there was. Oh yeah, you. Yeah. I gotta write this shit down. You got to write this shit down,
1: man?
0: I know, man. That's that's what Google apps are for. Remember?
4: It is now. <laughs> there was a there was a quote written within uh, Matt Matt Sperling's article this week on uh, Star City Games, which you should be plugging right now, Big All right, isn't this where you make your Star- big plug?
1: Star City Games. Yeah. What about? Oh, you mean the best place to shop for magic cards online and uh,
0: to <laughs> strategy <laughs> articles
4: and stuff? Yeah. What about them? <laughs> hey, well, we're, we're, I've we're never
0: gonna, heard of them. Who are they?
4: Uh, we gave you a <laughs> five second plug there, Joe. Uh, he wrote <laughs> he wrote in his article at the uh, at the bottom of it. And it goes semi unrelated end note. Chapin was telling me a story from the other day on the Magic Cruise One. Some random male <laughs> barn. Rob persisted him with a sentence that began, first of all, I want you to know I'm not gay, followed by, of course, an offer to engage in some activities that most heterosexual, heterosexual friends avoid. Patrick and I were laughing about what the funniest first sentence could have been to that. First of <laughs> all, I want to tell you I'm not gay, but I think blue-white control is well-positioned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's pretty awesome.
4: I thought that was funny. It was just, it was... Uh, it, it was it was funny because it you know you just you 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 read some of these articles and stuff like that from all the different sites that are out there, and it sometimes takes one quote from within an article to make you want to continue reading it. And there was another article that I was reading. And in yet here. they put
0: the quote at the bottom of the article. They should yeah. have put that one on the top.
4: Well, n- true, but then I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm, just gotta, I'm just I'm just
0: screwing around. Uh, okay, go ahead. G-
4: GFabs wrote an article this week about Toronto, and 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 after finding out why, all of a sudden you read this article he talks about, and he goes, the quote he brings in there that I put on Twitter was, he goes, uh, what people don't realize is that life is nothing more than a giant metagame. And, and it absolutely how true of a statement that is. You know, you, you look at how the way life is and stuff like that, and how you can relate a magic term like metagame and just, place it in general for what life is i thought that was good and then (laughs) the other thing was he was describing a trip to olive garden they had so this waitress comes over and she's cute and uh, his quote is a body that would make a sierra angel embarrassed to wear her two-piece suit to the beach Uh, she sees ravitz test drawing his mono red burn deck and she politely asks what's that and ravitz responds red deck wins are you stupid There was pocket silence for ten seconds, (laughs) which felt about an hour until Bobby yelled out, I'll take a Diet Coke, knocking over his glass of water all over (laughs) Rabbits' deck.
3: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I may not have a girlfriend, but these magic cards will keep me warm at night, oh yes. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: actually actually saw a porn picture the other day um, of a girl... Of a girl with a bunch of magic cards, no shit. <laughs>
0: it's
1: the best thing ever. That sounds I like gave something that site. Yeah,
0: sounds like something Jack would have found.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh,
3: thankfully, I don't have to resort to uh, one-handed love. <laughs> I <I'm laughs> just joking, it
1: too often, at least. But anyway. <laughs> <often>. <laughs> not called resorting it's called surviving but um <laughs> yep
3: we've mentioned uh, porn and masturbation it is officially an episode now i think
0: yeah yeah really <laughs> now we just need some blue waffles
4: yes. oh, <laughs> don't. now is tom giving <laughs> us a a random medical quote and then we officially become wednesday night magic
3: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, we all know secretly we're way cooler than them. M&M.
0: <laughs> <laughs> secretly? What are you talking about? There's no. Well, secret. I was trying
3: to be modest, but you know.
0: <laughs> oh man! Well, that's that's cool. We we love your uh, your uh, story there, uh, Roberto. That was that was really good, and I'm glad that you took us down this road that we've come down now.
4: Well, you know, come on now. You you look at it this way that uh, you know there's a. Uh, there's lots of interesting articles out there every week, you know, based on whatever site you want to go to for your preferred reading. And it's the this is one of the things that I've stressed before is how the magic community will grow based on podcasts like this. <coughs> no, I'm sorry. Um and the fact that the pros are so accessible now. Very true. And, and they're making themselves accessible based on articles, based on doing video podcasts, based on doing all sorts of stuff to make them more accessible, so the kid who's you know wants to play magic and thinks, "Well hey, maybe I could do this one day doesn 't have to feel like he can 't go up to one of these guys and not feel completely intimidated. They can actually go up to him and say, "Hi, you know I really like you know I really like how you play and what you do and not get the typical professional athlete of like, Who the hell are you get on my face leave
0: well speaking of all pros and how accessible they are, they are uh, did you see the the tweet by uh the king of limited today uh that where he said that the the magic cruise the boat the actual boat that they're supposed to be going on for the next magic cruise like i guess there was some sort of problem with it and so they were the guests were resort had to resort to eating spam and like some other garbage like because they were just i guess stuck dead in the water or something so was, what, they were sailing on
3: like a rusted oil tanker or something? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but that's, uh, Boosh made the point that, uh, that that was the ship they were going to be going on and that they were they're resorting to eating spam and, and uh, I don't know.
3: Whale uh, hunting, clearly. Yeah, whale clearly. hunting. With Ahab at the helm. <laughs>
4: See, they're going to be writing on the Exxon Valdez, right? Oh, <laughs> <my
0: gosh. laughs>
3: yeah, I, I've well, got yeah.
4: something to add about
3: pros being accessible, though. Um, yes. All right. So, well, like, like I was saying, the other week I went to the Charlotte 5K. And it was fr- and it's a very big deal so been, to me, at least, because I've been telling everybody about this because my mind was blown. And there was uh, Gary Thompson and Patrick Chapin. Yes. And you know how, like, when you hear about people enough, even if you've seen their picture, you kind of get like a mental image in your mind of what that person like really looks like you know right and often there's times when it's a bit more grandois than the reality right okay okay so i was walking up to gary thompson you and- mean jerry t right yeah gary t whatever his name is um <laughs> I- i'm just making sure i knew and you were talking about the guy had frosted hair and it just killed me. I mean, like, I, I was looking at him, and I was just like, I cannot take you seriously. Like, you have brown hair, and then out of nowhere, blonde platinum curls just oh. all over the front of your hair. he had that up in Toronto. Are you serious?
4: He was rocking that up in Toronto. Oh,
3: God. Oh, all I could think of was the episode of South Park where they were making fun of Jersey Shore. But, uh, anyway. Yeah, well. And then there was Patrick Chapin, who, I swear to God, I've seen a bigger ass on concentration camp victims. <laughs> I just like I wanted to take him Why, why were you looking
0: me. at that If you don't mind my asking
1: <laughs>
3: Well you get bored In history class sometimes
1: i have face so hard right now <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> But holy crap He's the skinniest magic player I've ever seen in my life
0: Just remember if you ever see Jack Bighead Joe Hide your ass from him Because you just don't <laughs> know What he's going to do
1: why? Why should I? <laughs> I? I would probably be more apt to present it. But, you know, How do you feel hey, this compares to Get, up, get pack. up on the table, buddy. Get up on the table. <laughs> Why can't we go under the table?
3: Ooh. Well, I mean, there would be people around at a GP, and, you know, we'll, like, you know, just draw
1: me a line before you go. So. <laughs> Anyways. If I'm a cheap date. You can just buy me some McDonald's. It's cool. That's what I normally do with most of my
0: Put some French fries in his (laughs) (laughs) G-string.
4: Oh, that's Uh, the American way right there. By the way, Big Head Joe, a McDonald's up in Canada is not a cheap date. It's actually an expensive date because they use grade A meat up there. And to look at the menu and go, wow, there's no such thing as a value meal on here anymore. It was culture shock.
0: Do they use grade A potatoes too or something?
4: I don't know, but all I know is when I sat there to get a a normal meal, it was all it was like uh, m- when it was close to ten bucks. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> damn. Well,
1: you know, I mean, Jack, if if I, if, you know, if we're gonna fucking Toronto, you know, like uh, you're finding a milkshake, <laughs> milk's the same Montreal.
4: everywhere. So Montreal, does
1: your milkshake,
3: bring all the boys to the yard. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there, but for the record, it does.
4: Um, uh well, now I know. Now I know. <laughs> sexual changing their pictures uh what's up with uh what's up with uh, Joey's picture with this Joey's oh, picture this, this this you know the 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 go the the hair Spit it out boy i can't talk tonight man <laughs> <laughs> He's such look all professional is he trying to get a new job or what
1: look joe is a motherfucking pimp all right and that's all you need to know Okay,
4: he's
0: Fifty Cent, dude. He's,
4: he's in the he's in the club. For, for what it's worth, I thought, he was, I thought he was trying to be a gangster or something in that picture. Like that's his mob profile picture.
1: He, he he's a made man already, man. He doesn't need to join up.
4: <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Oh yeah, yeah. So what is the next major tournament coming up soon?
1: Um as far wait, wait uh has the Grand Prix already happened in Tennessee?
4: Nashville? No, not yet. I think that's in 2 weeks. Cuz that's the one they're giving away the uh boxes for the uh deck pack boxes. Uh they were <laughs> Oh right. Time.
0: I know who would know when the next tournament is. MTG yeah. mom, of course. Come on now.
1: Who? My my G mom.
0: MTG mom. TG mom. MTG her giant mom is calendar. yeah with their giant calendar. My. <laughs>
1: oh, I haven't even been to that site yet. Somebody was pimping that on
4: Twitter the other day, right? You really need to because she's uh, she's uh, her. The thing is life life on auto. And uh, she basically helps out the the guys in uh, Florida, a couple of them to be able to schedule mm-hmm. things and she'll bring like food and things like that to uh, no, that's not true. Uh, I had that discussion. Uh, no, she's uh, she's just a you know a really nice person that wants to help out people playing magic and getting them to where they need to go to for tournaments. So that's why she's so popular.
1: So, this um, uh, that that's kind of awesome. This so this weekend is TCG player in Austin on uh, November 13th and 14th. Um, the TCG player uh, 10K or whatever. Um, the five thousand dollar Kentucky Open, which is standard, that's Saturday, November 13th. Um, I'm I'm totally on MTG mom right now. Apparently. <laughs> and um, he, he already apparently hooked up a, with
0: MTG mom. Geez, big head Joe, you're a pimp yourself, man.
1: Man, I hope she's a cougar, because, you know, <laughs> like, I can make this happen. If she if she's keeping up on magic this well, hell.
0: You, Jack, and MGG mom, that's going to be an interesting night.
1: Are they going to show you a force of will? Yeah. <laughs> really? Like, I got, oh, she's, oh, snap, I just saw your message.
4: There is no, th- now there goes the opportunity for us ever to get around the show. Thanks, man. well i do try rob i do try you don't know that man
0: she could be on sooner because of it
4: we could actually have you know a female voice on the show that actually would know what she's saying when it comes to magic
0: you mean other than ben right
4: yeah other than ben oh okay and sally (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i just it's funny because i mean that's a lot of work to go through to get that set up and be able to help people like that and I think that's really cool because, I mean, a lot of us can't even keep ourselves organized, nevertheless try to keep other people organized and ready to go and, you know, have food. Because, I mean, that was the one thing we talked about before when it came to a major tournament. You go to a major tournament and all of a sudden you're spending four bucks for a really crappy hot dog and five bucks for a soda that's out of a fountain machine. And it's like, holy crud, if you just, you know, went to the store and spent five bucks on a case of water and, you know, like, Three bucks on some Gnarla bars, at least you'll have food on the cheap and not have to worry about spending all your money on friggin' food at a tournament.
1: I can always find fast food at a tournament, okay? Like, always. Pretty good at it.
4: <clears throat> yeah. This well. is the
1: greatest website ever, by the way. Like, <laughs> this, is a bit, this is amazing. This You're is welcome. So great.
0: You're welcome.
1: Thank you very much. I'm <laughs> teaching mom. This is no joke, man. This
4: is really good. Thank you. See? see that's the thing about it is and now and now I'm trying to get now I'm getting asked to go to uh uh Madison for a sealed p t q at the end of this month that's gonna float over like a
0: yeah that's uh, gonna go well,
4: yeah, yeah I don't think Waste. the wife's gonna let me do that one as much as I love sealed and would be very happy doing it but uh you know uh. really
1: so, so you just uh, have a just die? <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think he just he just
0: he just like got it. some muffins from MTG mom or something. I don't know.
1: God,
4: in Robert, it's so, only twelve thirty-eight. There's so much to live for. Come on, man. Not after today at work, boy. I swear to God, there were times today at work it was like this is ridiculous and stupid and asinine. Just Jack, you ought to know better than this. You're in IT. Forewarning for you: Pray to God you're never beta on a massive project. <laughs> Oh, Lord. I don't even like the sound of that. No, no. You like We were, were the beta test site for an entire company, for their 475 offices across the country, to get it going. And instead of waiting until we were done to release everybody to do it, they decided to release everybody early and start having them go out on their own before we could give them all the fixes. <laughs> no, now I've like, never had anything... Like- that dumb but it's kind of like telling somebody in magic here's the deal we're going to give you all these wonderful magic cards but we're going to give you no land (laughs) so good luck when you play i've never had
3: anything like that happen i did have a established store in the area that was using a ms DOS based program where three of the original five programmers had died and they (laughs) wanted me to make it work (laughs) with their brand new printer that was interesting
1: (laughs) wow yeah a little morbid a little (laughs) hilarious at the same time did you did you
0: try and go to the family of the three that died and find out if they had any information for you
3: god no like i worked as much as i possibly could to try and get it worked and then eventually i was just like you know what you are costing me more time than i'm going to make money out of you goodbye
0: no man. You gotta give it all you got. You gotta be the best, dude. Pull out the Ouija boards, right? <laughs> Come on now.
3: If I run this runtime command, will it print? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Am I talking to Satan?
0: <laughs>
4: Let me out of this board.
1: <laughs> I
3: think
4: I think many times with the way some of these uh uh, the way some of my bad standard events have gone, I might as well pull out a Ouija board and attempted to have it pull my cards for me. And oh,
0: I... into your deck. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: yes. How how to improve in standard? Use a Ouija board and pray. Hey, it almost got someone elected uh, to the Senate in Massachusetts. Magic? Oh, no. no, no. Yeah, she said she was Magic. a witch. <laughs> she, said she was a witch.
3: Yeah, no, but but Robert. It Robert, was Liliana, you know, like Liliana Vess, not like sack babies and games oh. In your life.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you figure if you can, if you can, that's that's our next thing we should do. If, if sack babies, really, that's true. If John Medina can make a pack of the power, he should be like running for president because then maybe he could figure out how to balance the budget. Well,
3: well that that goes without saying.
1: Save I was it, gonna say go. sacked to, sack to power <laughs> start, start with a baby in a bag and yeah. trade it up into a black lotus somehow
2: <laughs>
1: if that's what a sack baby is I actually thought of it actually being like a baby that grows in a man's balls <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah I was gonna
0: say if if it was sacked to power jack would come running in with no pants on as what, what it would be <laughs>
1: Hey, sometimes <laughs> desperate times call for desperate magic. <laughs> you so do what, you know what you gotta do, man. You know what the best card name in magic is? And I just, I revisited it because I bought a collection. Did you see any of my Twitter posts about this?
0: I, I'm sure I probably did not because I haven't really paid I, m- enough attention today.
1: I I bought a collection from somebody for $45 and the first of my two sale orders I put together totaled one hundred and thirty five dollars and fifteen cents. I didn't and um I have another bigger order to sell uh, to another site, and I'm not selling the wasteland, the Telerian Academy, or the survival of the fittest. oh
0: yeah, I saw the, I saw the message like about keeping the Telerian Academy and stuff. Uh, I did see that. I didn't see your favorite card name or whatever that didn't.
1: I didn't post it, but um, oh, okay. but I was digging through cards, and the best card name in Magic is Power Taint. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Power Taint, and now they come out with the Taint Strike, right? So it's yes. just wow, that's good.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah, we should make a Taint themed deck. <laughs> play it in Legacy. It's all my dirty card names. Like I, I think that would be the I think that would be the legacy deck I would like to play, and then just do the still had all these when they beat me. Like, look, I still had all these cards with dirty names in my hand. And, hey, uh,
0: well, if you do decide to do that, Joe, you got to uh, get a hold of Tom because he would be so down with that. It's not even funny. In fact, he'd probably have most of the names ready to go.
4: Damage strike on a chroma seems appropriate. On a Lingus. You're set. You've already got four. Oh man.
1: Uh, now well now we're in Grixis.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're going five color. Don't worry about it. Just let's just I go am. all out. Play five color. <laughs>
1: oh. Run God. some reflecting pools. Forbidden Orchard, that's another good one.
0: <laughs> yeah, isn't isn't the child of Alara five color? Because <laughs> you're talking about sacking babies, right? So that's a good baby to sack.
3: There we go. We have the official mana screwed uh, legacy duck now. <laughs> oh
1: god! He sack the power. Sack the power taint.
4: <laughs> We've officially given up on talking about real magic tonight. <laughs> yeah, I know what happened.
1: So, know, we're turning. What
4: you guys... Wait a minute. We're turning into uh, um. The pubic uh, episode. No, no, no. for had... humor?
0: Yeah, pretty much. What were What were you going to say, Joe?
1: Oh, I was actually going to try to bring us on topic. What were you going to oh. say, Robert?
4: No, I keep forgetting. Oh, God, they spent the first hour talking about nothing and then the last five minutes <laughs> talking about magic. And I keep forgetting. Oh,
0: Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box.
4: He's a Teferi's Puzzle Box.
0: Yeah, yes. yeah.
1: Oh I thought you were going to say Monday Night Magic. Oh, <laughs> oh even I no. heard on that one. Ouch. <laughs> no, that's it's like, like seventy thirty.
0: That's like seventy thirty, but I won't say which direction.
1: So um wait, what? <laughs>
0: So that's like seventy percent, thirty percent, seventy percent. You know, one so on topic to uh to talking about BS, random garbage. It's seventy thirty on Monday Night Magic, but I won't say which is which.
1: Uh, fair enough. I thought you. I thought you said. I swear to God, I thought you said this. It's seven thirty. I don't want to waste this erection. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that goes without saying. I mean, come on. <laughs> Except it's let's
1: talk about uh,
3: tainted strike. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, well, why do you think, you know, I don't want to waste it now. We've, we've been talking about Tainted Strike and, and sacking children all day, so.
4: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I know what we've done. We haven't involved any of those. We've involved it to an A-Team episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's so just which one's Big... Jesse and which one's J-Boosh?
0: That's just because Big Head Joe likes KYT's tits so much.
4: Oh,
1: oh I'm not I'm I'm not I'm definitely not Jay Boosh. I have way better taste in music. (laughs) Uh, Um so um oh yeah, so I wanted to actually talk about Magic the Gathering. You ever heard of that game? It's like you start with sixty cards and you draw seven. Um standard. How do you guys feel about it right now, honestly?
0: Go ahead, Robert. I I won't jump in here quite yet.
4: Well I mean I I really like the rug deck but that's the only of, that's only because of my fascination with the with the with the Titans but I don't know it seems like uh wormcoil engine can fit anywhere there isn't a deck out there that I don't think wormcoil engine can't fit into and is that going to be is that going to be an issue uh,
0: I don't know what do you mean is it going to be an issue
4: it's a colorless Titan.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean But if they're all playing it, how is it really an issue?
4: Well I know, I know, but I mean I know and I had a, and I had a discussion with somebody today about poison and the more people keep talking about it, I get various opinions about it, but I think they're gonna make potentially a one drop for it in the next set. And if they make it a one drop in the next set, it's very viable. Especially with distortion strike.
1: Yeah, no distortion strike's great. I played against the poison deck on Friday at FNM and I was at 2 poison and he was at 1 life and he uh hit me for eight poison in one turn. He equipped uh he had a live wire lash on his creature. He hit it with a distortion strike. He hit it with another uh you know, pump spell and then just swung. And I was like, "Oh, I'm dead." That was, <laughs> cool. that was- that was actually cool. I really liked it. You know, like, it was cool dying to that because, like, it was neat. But, like, so so me and Joe kind of had a discussion about Standard um, on the podcast that we did that's coming out Friday. Yo, MTG Taps, plug for those of you who don't know. <laughs> and, um, like, we were talking about how what the Standard format feels like right now. And Joe actually had a really good quote. He said, yeah, the format's wide open. You can play any Titan you want.
0: <laughs> yep. That's true. That's true. I
1: and, don't know. And that's not a bad thing, I guess, but at the same time, like, it's like Battlecruiser Magic, which is something that they were discussing before, and I don't know. I just wanted to know, like, how you guys feel about that. Like, how do you feel about Frost Titan? I think all these cards are fine, and I don't feel like the format sucks. Am I a little bored with it right now? Yes, I am. I'm pretty bored with Standard right now. It might be the limited format, like, PTQ season and all distracting me. But how do you I mean how do you feel about like the state of standard, you know what I mean? Um
0: personally I'll I'll just say that I I feel like it's cool in a way because there's still a lot of people testing a lot of different decks, but the problem that I that I personally see is that there is one deck that in my opinion is far better than the rest of the decks out there and that is the uh the like Turbo Land Control deck, as mm-hmm. I, I, I think that deck is just so superior. It's like almost impossible to beat if it's played right, and and that I don't necessarily like. I, I don't like it when one deck is. I mean, it was just a was it a Star City Games tournament top eight that four of the top decks were turbo were the Turbo Land Control, and and it's it's okay when when that kind of stuff happens. Uh, there's still enough diversity out there to where it's not that big of a deal, but when if you feel yourself facing off against Turboland and you just feel hopeless, I, I don't think that's a good state, personally. Um, there's other good decks out there, Blue-Black Control, and and Eldrazi Ramp's always pretty solid, and Valakut, and even that new Goblin deck is super fast and pretty solid, um, which is pretty much a variation of that deck that you... you uh, Said you, that was just kind of a joke deck you made. Uh, yeah, it is actually. Yeah, I know.
1: Really awesome. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's sweet. It's really fast and it's really good, and and uh, it's cool to see that it's doing well. But uh, I don't, I don't know. You know, it it just it feels like I I every time I go into a room, I just pray that I'm not facing Turboland, and I don't. I I guess if I want to play Turboland, that's one thing, but I don't like feeling like I'm going to have a really hard time beating that deck if I come up against it. Uh, Other than that, like, the Holy Relic deck sucks, and Standard in general is kind of, I don't know, it seems a little like it's kind of getting a little stale to me, but I like the fact that people are willing to try things like Poison decks and, and things like that. I think that's cool and fun, so.
4: Really, until you get to the next major event that the pros play is when you'll see where standard really is at. Cause even Conley's talked about that before where he's working on stuff, but he's not really focusing on it because standards not relevant for a while. So when the pros really start digging down in the standard and start doing some serious, serious testing, you know, that's, that's when it's going to make a difference. That's why I think this whole deck doctor series that he's doing is actually a benefit because it keeps him constantly testing standard through doing these deck helps for people. So in many ways it actually probably helped him. I mean, that blue control deck he talked about there was fascinating. Some of the cards that were in there was really weird, but I, I don't know. Like I said, everybody builds decks differently, but it, it, it's a way of keeping him on topic and stuff like that. But yet not having to give away anything because I mean, who really plays a mono blue control deck? <coughs> well, I uh, did. <laughs>
0: what what were you gonna say though, Joe? There, you were you were starting to say something.
1: Oh, I was just saying that I, I played a mono blue control deck. Um, like uh, when like in the standard before uh, Alara block rotated, I played in a top eight at FNM against uh, blue green Turboland, and um, <laughs> the guy was like really snotty and a real dick to me. Like, the guy was such a dick. Oh my god. Such a dick. And I was so happy to kick his ass playing my stupid rogue deck, beating his ass with um, uh, with Sphinx of Dwar Isle and Wall of Frost. (laughs) He was like, I have a Primeval Titan. I will swing. I'm like, and you will not untap your Primeval Titan. (laughs) and now I will remove it from the game with a brittle effigy and kiss my ass. (laughs) it it was just so great to kick his ass.
4: Yeah, I'm surprised nobody's talking about the Sphinx right now. Somebody was was on Twitter today. Yeah, that was brought up on Twitter today, and I think it's very valid because everybody's ground-based now
0: i haven't i haven't talked about it uh since i played it in my mono blue control deck uh what was it last game day not this not this previous one but the one before that and i think a lot of people just believe automatically that it can't win because of the titans out there but the fact that no one's playing well, i shouldn't say no one but far fewer people are playing blue white control makes it much more relevant to have the Sphinx out there, you got so many people playing blue black control and things like that. That what are they going to do to the Sphinx once it comes out? Uh, I guess I guess they could, uh, you know, pump up what, the uh, ratchet bomb five counters, six counters to be able to uh, to kill it. That's fun.
3: Yeah, that's only, uh,
0: what, seven turns to get there? Yeah, no big deal, right? Yeah, yeah, no big deal. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. To me, like, there's just fewer people playing Day of Judgment and things like that, so it seems like Sphinx would be a perfect time to be played.
3: I think the card is extremely undervalued in standard. That being said, like, I'm going to my first standard event in uh, a year and a half this Friday so, I mean, I, I'm i not really sure what the format looks like. I've looked at a couple of the... The Turbo Land deck does seem kind of crazy. I mean, it just generates so much more advantage to where it's just like, I don't even care about Mana leak or your Jace the go. Yeah. I'll pay the Mana anyways.
0: Yep. I've been bitching about it for a while now.
1: <laughs> Here's the standard format. You ready? You want me to burn it down for you? Do it. Sure. Frost Titan. Yep. That's it, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's Jace the
0: Mind Sculptor, too, let's not forget. He he is yeah, but, a pretty large part of that.
1: Yeah, but what do they want to do? What are they going to do, Bounce Frost Titan? They don't want to do that. So, here's the deal. If you're not playing Frost Titan, Jack, you need to have ways to deal with Frost Titan, period. It's just that simple, okay? Okay.
3: God, I remember when that card was two bucks and Eric was sitting on the other end of the mic, and he was telling us how
0: great it was, and we were all <laughs> crying <laughs> him for it. The, the I know. You played Eric. That's the worst one. About. That's the worst planeswalker. It was, though. He, everyone was correct that at the moment it was the worst one. There was a reason. No,
3: I'm for not it. even talking about Jace. I'm talking about a frost No, I know. F-
0: no, 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 no. I'm saying that it it was the worst one it, oh, it, oh, at the time so that I it came out.
3: Your miscorrection of my miscorrection. Right, you.
0: exactly. At the time it came out, it was the worst one because it did the format. It wasn't the best place for it in the format. Now the format's changed, and now it is amazing. I mean, there are a lot of people that that. Like people can say that the Primeval Titan's the best, but there are a lot of there are the, the that other small percentage that says that the Frost Titan's better because in this format you can do without Primeval, but the Frost Titan's going to win you the game.
3: Oh, and let me tell you, Eric has not been shy about showing us that fact at all whatsoever. It's like every other day I turn on Eric's feed and there's some little point system where he's like, "Yep, yep, yep." Eric from St. Louis, seven. Conley
1: Woods, zero. <laughs>
0: So are you running uh, Frost Titan there, Joe?
1: I'm eating Thin Mints. Thank really? you, Girl Scouts.
0: So so you're not running your Frost Titan at the moment, then?
1: No, on Friday at FNM, I ran a mono-black aggro deck. Uh, it was kind of like vampires, but it was running Necrogen Scudder and lots of hand disruption and, like, Doom Blades. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was fun. I went three two. I lost to um well Frost Titan. But anyway. <laughs> I, I, I ran Eldrazi. Death.
0: I ran Eldrazi and lost to Frost Titan too, so don't feel too bad about it.
1: That's why it's so good it even stops Eldrazi. And yeah, if you funny. have eleven mana to cast uh Ulamog, you gotta pay another two to target Frost Titan. <laughs> know, him. it's so <laughs> stupid.
0: <laughs> oh man! And and if someone's got Jace down and Frost Titan, you might as well just concede because it's just stu- it's beyond stupid at that point. Are
4: we still talking about blue control?
0: No, no, no. We were talking about worm coil engines. They're everywhere.
4: Oh. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So what's so? What are your guys' projections or predictions for? Uh, cards that potentially could be coming out in the next the next set or the next
0: well i still would like to hold to the fact that i really really want to see still golem reprinted in the next set and mm. uh, other than That's that a great card <laughs> are you being serious
1: no i found one the other day and thought of you though <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh yeah other than that uh yeah I don't I have no clue dude I it would be there's so many things I could do but it's just speculating on I mean I guess we could try and figure out what cards would be reprints for Mirrodin I'm not going to try and pretend to get into R&D's head and figure out what they're going to design
4: What would you like to see in it Force of Will Oh god <laughs> <laughs> Force of Will, and watch everybody cry as Force of Will goes from 40 bucks down to 20 bucks. Exactly.
1: That's what I want to see.
0: <laughs> Jace 2.0. Jace 2.0 and Force of Will both printed in... in common. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the common.
1: Common. <laughs>
3: common. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Secondary market, be damned. Um, well, how about this? What if they reprint something like Ravager with the... Affinity for Artifacts knocked off. you think that would be too crazy? Would that give the sort of odd Artifact decks with Memnite and Orinthopter and Mox Opal and all that other garbage a little bit more of an edge?
0: I think they could have even actually had Affinity for Artifacts in this set if they wouldn't have printed so many zero-cost Artifacts. I, I mean, obviously the affinity problem had to do with the affinity with the artifact lands i mean that was right. what the real big problem was so but now they printed a ton of zero cost cost artifacts so same problem but yeah they i guess they could do that i don't know if they'd knock the you mean like obviously a functional reprint right
3: yeah i mean it's the exact same card just drop the affinity for artifacts
0: they could I think uh I don't. Yeah, I I don't know. Speculating on an artifact set is beyond me. Anyway, since I wasn't around for the original Miradin,
4: Were you dead?
0: Yeah, I was dead. Actually, Another? I hadn't. Been, I I hadn't been born yet. I'm really like three.
1: I was dead at the time.
4: <laughs> yeah,
0: I was in a really bad place in my life.
4: You didn't have your yet? What's wrong with you? Come on. <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. So I guess
1: Tolarian Academy is really good in in Legacy now with Affinity back, right? Meh.
3: Yeah, tell us about
0: that Legacy player.
3: Well, I mean, I have absolutely no idea because that card is out of my price range. And I like to look at the garbage and terribly inexpensive cards. So what I like to do is when I'm playing Legacy, I just charge into the room and sit down at a table and hope somebody plays me. And gets me a favorite. (laughs) (laughs) You just go, Leroy (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, there aren't really a lot of legacy events that happen in North Carolina, and the group of guys I play with, like, whatever is the format that can win them the most money at the time, regardless of their skill level, is the one they focus on. So I'll walk in, and I'll be like, hey, guys, you know, i got pox together, I've got this, I've got that. Let's let's sit down and have fun and play playtest together. No, I'm too busy, I've got to practice for the GP coming up in Nashville, and I have no idea how I'm getting there, but my God, I'm going to get there. Let's play extended. Come on, quick, Jack. But I <laughs> I didn't bring extended today. No, no, just extended. Oh, God. <laughs> it's terrible. And, like, I... I... Uh, once again, I'm a cheap bastard, so I don't really like practice on MTGO. So I will get on workstation, and everybody on there is a fucking scrub, whether they want to admit to it or not. You hear so that, you'll Robert? in there, and you'll get like a combo popped off, and then they'll empty their hand. They'll show their hand to you and make a million noob tokens and put them on your side of the field, and then they'll say, "But I had all these, and I could have won." Log out,
0: <laughs> and then give you give you like a noob badge or whatever those things are that they have on there.
3: Yeah, yeah the the uh, noob emblems. where... You die a virgin at the end of the game. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> Does that really
1: happen It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, but I like. There's so many scrubs on MTG workstation. Here I am saying this, and I'll be practicing on it for the next couple of months. So I'm one of
4: those scrubs on MTG workstation. Thank you, Jack. We, you know what, Robert? I'm one of those scrubs
3: too. We can be scrubby together. Scrub it up. There you go. There oh, you go. Shit, yeah. Matt, now yeah, it's a, a big head. Scrub a dub together. That's
1: pretty yeah.
0: hot. Now it's a big head. Joe, Jack, and Robert <laughs> in the scrub a dub tub. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: And, Joe, you said you're going to be at GP Toronto, too? That already right? happened.
1: Oh, that's
3: <laughs> you <laughs> think <laughs> I'll pay attention to... Rewind time.
0: Time reversal. Anyone?
3: It's Here, Montreal next
0: year. Montreal. Right,
3: right. Well, whatever it is that we're about to start our illicit affairs, I just want you to know that the place is probably going to be cold, and, well, I'll need you to keep me warm. So,
1: grand <laughs> prix in Montreal, Yes. Is that true? Oh, yes. I be, Why not? They all speak, they all speak French.
0: Oh. <laughs> 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 I've heard there's a lot of Canadians
1: there.
3: <laughs> elk and grizzlies.
1: That's all. That, that, that that's that's all they got up in Ca- Canada.
3: Sentient <laughs> elk.
1: System. There we go. It's a weird looking. Beasts that i never seen around here.
4: <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I, I have to disagree with that. Not all of them are beasts. I've, I've gotten to meet Mrs. Scotty back. Trust me, she's far from a beast. That's for sure. How he married up into that is still beyond me.
0: He's uh, <laughs> the Mac Daddy from Montreal.
4: Oh, no, 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 no. He's no, from Toronto. Toronto.
0: That's what I thought. So, but
4: still, I don't know how he married up into that. I, I don't, I don't know, and he still hasn't told me. But there's got to be a story behind this somewhere.
1: I can tell you how.
0: Is she blind?
1: No, he's a bad, <laughs> he's lying. a badass dude. He is. Scot- Scotty Mac is like the king of the badasses. Like I'm serious. Like Scotty Mac is my dog.
4: So now his, yeah, his Scotty kid, Mac's his awesome. kid is Baby Medina. <laughs> seriously that kid he's got like no fear i thought you meant it look like
0: medina i was gonna say what's going
1: on there
4: well hey i mean i was like yo <laughs> ask
1: dan or what is it my two kids look just like Ass Dan, or Ass dan's kids look just like ass dan <laughs> my two kids look just like ass dan <laughs> anyway
0: Have you ever noticed how your kids kind of have a year-round pan? (laughs) (laughs) No, I like
3: to keep my legitimate children away from me as far as possible. I like to think it makes them tough growing up without a father.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Good. Adult character. Yeah. Well,
4: just remember. That's why I abandoned my kids and drove twelve hours to Toronto.
0: Yeah, yeah, you spent a whole weekend away. You're such a rebel.
4: Damn. <laughs> Damn, you know. At least my, when I go, you know, I go to Toronto for my vacation, my wife goes to friggin' Florida for a vacation, you know? At least there, you know, it's warm, you can have fun there. Yeah. Old
0: people in shorts. Are you trying to say you didn't have fun with Scotty oh. Mack and KYT in Toronto? You know,
3: Tangent. I believe that is actually what he's trying to say. That's yeah, that's what it
0: sounds like. I mean, jeez. Yeah. I hope I'm this doesn't leader, get Robert. back to the A team.
4: Well, I did get to go on their show. It only took me. It only took me being in the house of one of the hosts to actually get on the show. You know.
0: Yeah, I think. The, I think Jay yeah, Bouch God, actually. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, man.
4: I was just gonna say,
1: God forbid, you know, a non-Canadian show up on the A team show. <laughs> Yeah. God forbid any suave gentleman from YoMTG Taps Tapskin on that show. Yeah. That show's all about Donnie Wahlberg anyway. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen uh have you ever uh been to their Twitter account? It's uh twitter.com slash the A Team, like the EH team. Have you ever looked at that? You should go look at that if you got your internet up, which I imagine you do if you're on Skype, right? Yes. Go look at that. Twitter.com slash the A Team. Because that's their official Twitter account. And it's all about Donnie Wahlberg. Because <laughs> and and they, they love Donnie Wahlberg so much. I told you. Who the they, hell
3: is they, Donnie
0: Wahlberg?
1: He's from the New Kids on the Block, man. They're like the hottest, you know, group. Ever. You don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. You know wait, Mark,
1: wait, wait,
4: wait. Mark Wahlberg's <laughs> brother? Denver?
1: They did. They did a reunion tour. Oh, Okay. Why do I know
4: so damn much about? That? Yeah, <laughs> why do you actually?
1: I, so yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I should be you on know, the A team. I know so much about the news. He's
0: games. got like Jordan, like, Jordan, and Jonathan, and Donnie, holy and shit. Almost every
3: single tweet is to Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I can so repeat. Joey was. I'm on page favorite. three, and it's all about Danny Donnie. Wait, Flossie the boss. Who the hell is this? I have to check them out now.
0: It's pretty oh, sad oh, that probably God. Big Head Joe and me are the only two that know like everyone on that stupid band.
1: Oh my gosh! I'd have probably seen him We're in concert as if in I, I didn't go to the uh, Turtle Ninja Turtles coming out of their <laughs> shelves. tour. <laughs>
0: well, did you did you do you have a picture of them on your wall like Tom has a picture of the Jonas Brothers?
1: No, but uh, I do have a picture of them on the inside of my underwear that' I, want to look at it. <laughs> oh. I keep them close to my crotch where they belong right, right,
0: right, right there at the the sack
1: with the baby yeah you,
0: so you can sack yeah. the new kids,
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Bro yeah well, that's cool, man. uh, so I don't know. I think I actually need to be getting off of here. Unfortunately, you guys can go ahead and maintain or you can roll too. It's up to you, but I have a few little business I need to attend to.
4: He's got that seven o'clock thing going on. He's got to take care of now. yeah,
0: it's Thursday for me. It's my quote Thursday.
4: yeah, <laughs> it's his eveninger not a nooner. <laughs> don't wait that retro.
0: Well, you said that I had the erection I had to take care of, right? So, you know,
1: <laughs> got to handle business. 7.30 7.30, <laughs>
3: 730.
0: yeah. Yeah, except it's like I'm way late on that, Max.
4: It's like 10 o'clock here. Good morning. we've dwelled into Raiders of Teferi puzzle box territory. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We will try to come back to regularly scheduled magic programming next week. But for this week, <laughs> we've decided to go off track a little bit.
0: Hey, that's what happens so when you have a hairy asshole and, uh, you know, Jack on the show.
3: Well, which one of us is the hairy asshole,
0: though? <laughs> uh,
4: that's... Only on Skype. Only yeah. on Skype. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, so before we sign off, anything anybody would like to pimp before they go off the air?
0: Or right, does anyone want to
4: come
1: on oh, here? Oh, no, you're and going cough? off
4: the air? No, 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 no! Before we sign, <laughs> before we end this show, does any either one of you two would like to pimp something before we, before we end this show this evening?
1: Actually, yes, I would. Do it. All right. Well, um, on this Friday's episode of OMTG Taps, we don't have a contest. We have two contests, <laughs> and you can. And you can just boo my content. No, I was so, saying
0: ooh, that was an oh ah, kind of thing, so that's no, excitement right said, there.
1: I thought you said boo. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, well, no. why would you even do that? It's fun, we're giving away.
2: <laughs> Yay!
1: So, like, so we Yay! Yay! <laughs> We have one contest where you can win a Scars of Mirrodin lunchbox with a Yo! MTG Tap shirt in it. I
0: and want stickers.
1: that. Yeah, well, then enter the damn contest.
2: <laughs> we'll and then
1: um, the other contest, uh, we're giving away uh, two uh, two separate prizes. Each prize is an intro deck and a pre-release Wormhole engine. So um, we're giving a lot of stuff away on this... Friday's episode of YoMTG Taps so if you go to our website IWantMyMTG.com or get it off of Star City Games who does not sponsor this podcast but they kind of do when I'm on the show um, <laughs> then you can uh, you can win um, is it if you're giving it away do- on the episode
0: that's already recorded how are we supposed to win it
1: you, um, well, you know, you're required to do stuff to win the contest if you listen to the episode you'll know what that stuff
4: is, <laughs>
2: is I like know. Five
4: of Flores? Do you know what? Is it like Five with Flores where we have to, you know, go to everything on the East Coast and, you know, stand in front of it and take a picture or hold ice cream in yeah. our hand? It's fairly simple. I'll, okay,
1: I'll, I'll just type the damn... <laughs> so, like, I was trying to make it a mystery, but... Um, so, uh, for the lunchbox and the shirt, you have to um, leave a review for us on iTunes, um, and you also have one on our iTunes account, and then you have to email us and let us know you did because you can't post your user, you know, you don't want to post your email on a random iTunes comment. So you have to let us know that you entered the contest. And then for the other one, you have to give us your best pimpage of UMTG Taps, like your best picture of you rocking a UMTG Tap shirt or rocking your stickers or whatever like that. Um, the contest ends, I think, December 5th or something like that. And um, so anyone who doesn't have stickers can email us at yomtgtaps at gmail.com with your address, and we will send you stickers for free. And then you put them on stuff, and then you send us a picture on our Facebook group, because I forgot to include that. That's what we <laughs> <the pictures>. um, <laughs> You don't just, like, hold a picture up into the air and hope <laughs> one of us sees it. Like, dude, you're in your bedroom, and, like, on top of not having any friends to show the picture, I should as help. See it. But, uh, <laughs> so that, that, that's it.
0: That's awesome, that, man.
1: That was a lot to say for just pimping something real quick. Well that's but, why
0: uh, everyone needs to listen to it again on yo MTG Taps on Friday.
1: Or just you rewind this. Or just right. what? <laughs> I said or you can just rewind this. Yeah,
0: just... they could they could do that too. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, cool. So, okay, Jack. Oh, do you want to give any shout-outs or anything? Anyone you want to say hey or F you, too? You know, I mean.
4: Any wife plugs? Or <laughs> <laughs> I've got
3: plenty of wife plugs already. So, anyways. <laughs> uh, Big shout-out to Monday Night Magic. Go listen to them. They're the slightly less unprofessional version of this podcast. <laughs> um, and follow me on Twitter at Jack LaCroix on Twitter. Awesome, yeah. So I want to give, sh-
1: give a shout out to Donnie Wahlberg fans. <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout out to twitter dot com slash the a team, um, the greatest podcast about Donnie Wahlberg in the history of uh, the New Kids.
0: Yeah, yeah, those guys are good, man. I love it. What the way you know, like they sh- they should have KYT. They should see if KYT and uh, and Jay Bush and Scotty Mack and uh, and Smitty should all see if they can get Donnie Wahlberg on the show. That would just be the ultimate.
1: Or they could all dress up as the other four new kids and do a music. <laughs> <in the open. laughs> oh, oh,
2: hang in tough. Mean,
1: uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, and go Ravens. That's another thing I'm going to say. Kick the frickin' Falcons' ass tomorrow night.
0: <laughs> anyway. Awesome. Now, well, all the sports references are definitely approved on this show. Roberto, any shout-outs or anything you wanted to say?
4: Well, you know, again, I'd like to plug our interviews that we finally all got up there. Yay, all five <laughs> of them. Or, yeah, five of them. That we're all really good and a lot of fun. And that next week we will have a secret special surprise guest on that none of none of the other podcasts have had so far. So, ha, we will be breaking nice. new ground.
0: You know you're going you to say that, and now, like, sometime between now and then, they're going to happen. There's a cold
4: more. chance in hell that
0: they will get <laughs>
4: this person before we do. All right. Cold That's chance in hell. Try me. <laughs> no, we're not the we're not the exclusive Patrick Chapin site like you are. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we just. Hey, last time, Go ahead.
1: Last time Chapin was on the podcast, he asked us, "Yo, <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice." That that was a good a good one though. That was a great a great show. So
1: it was. I didn't get to hear it until it came. Out, so uh, I know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know. Another another time when you were denied Patrick Chapin
1: I think he doesn't I like told you, you man. <laughs> I think I don't told think he you likes you, I, I, don't you, don't you, he likes you.
0: I know I know I can tell
1: Pat Chapin hates my guts
0: <laughs> 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 So uh yeah uh okay so Robert anything else anyone you want to say hi to you want to wave to your mom or anything
4: <laughs> Oh my mom my mom wouldn't spend 40 seconds listening to this podcast after once I got past the hello, it's me, and she'd be like, "Okay, <laughs> click." I got something to the A
1: team. The A team be pretty excited about this. The end of this month, I'm moving in with my buddy Trillobite underscore Hives on Twitter. Add him if you haven't. Okay. And um, and uh, we're gonna have the NHL network or <laughs> NHL, the NHL, NHL, package. Like, nice you've got all the NHL.
0: Now you're going to feel like you are one of the A team.
1: Yeah, now I am. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Circular bacon and shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So, okay, well, I just want to give a shout to, uh, well, we haven't given enough shouts to the A team, so I'll go ahead and give a shout to those Donnie Wahlberg fans over there. And, uh,. (laughs) Other than that, I just want to say what's up to the Four Spikes, um, and if you haven't checked out, um, you know, I I have given a lot of love to, like, the Four Spikes and the A-Team, and, of course, the you know, MTG Taps since, like, I started this podcast, but uh, Scrubland is a really good podcast, and you, if you haven't checked them out, you should, because they've got some good guys over there, D Sale and the rest of the boys, so um, check them out, and... Other than that, I don't have really much else to say. Uh, Anything else, guys? Uh,
4: you got to remember, Scrublands plays the best uh, EDH Unicorn decks on MTG. Oh, yeah, that's true. Unicorns for the win, definitely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, until next time, I think we're done for this week. I'm Tangent. Robert. Mr. LaCroix.
1: Big Head Joe.
0: Awesome. And we are out. Later.